From Happy Cat Studio in Indianapolis, Indiana, it's time once again for the Rick's Rambles podcast. It's the week of July the 10th, 2023. Let's get right into our fun facts of the week. Fun facts. Well, this week's fun facts are about a comedian, actually a comedic actor that I'm sure we all are very fond of. We're talking about Tim Conway, probably most famous for The Carol Burnett Show, but appeared in a ton of movies and other TV appearances. Very funny guy. Well, first of all, Tim Conway was not his birth name. It was Tom Conway. There was another actor by the name of Tom Conway that was famous about the time that he was getting into show business, and he changed his name to Tim because of that. Show business was not his first love. He wanted to be a jockey. He thought he would be a good fit to be a horse racing jockey. That didn't work out, so he turned to show business thanks to his sense of humor. He served in the United States Army from 1956 to 1958, after which he found work at a local television station in Cleveland, Ohio. Though he studied TV and radio in college, and he even was a disc jockey, he joked that he was mostly unqualified for the work that he managed to land for himself. I really had no professional training. He said in an interview, I had a sense of humor and I had been in front of a microphone, but as far as doing movies or series work or even acting, I had no idea what I was doing. I pretty much improvised everything. Well, of course, his first big role came on the TV show McHale's Navy. Although Conway appeared on a number of TV shows starting in the late 1950s, he first began to gain national attention through his role as Ensign Charles Parker on McHale's Navy, the 1960s sitcom about the commander of a World War II PT boat and its oddball crew. The show aired for four seasons from 1962 to 1966 and put Conway's comedic stylings on the map. Other actors in the show said they loved Conway, but he was a challenge to work with because he did so much improvising during filming. Well, his growing fame after this role on the show eventually led to numerous guest appearances on The Carol Burnett Show, and eventually she offered him a standing role on the show. Well, as is often the case, his mother was not convinced of his decision to turn to show business. Despite his growing success, Conway's mom worried about his job security and suggested that he move back home to work at the local hardware store. She said to me, why don't you come back home and see if you can qualify for that job, Conway told the Los Angeles Times. I said to her, have you even turned your TV on in the last two or three years? Well, he wasn't just a guest star on numerous shows or cast members. He actually had his own shows, but they didn't stick. His mother may have had some cause for concern, at least before he landed his regular role on Carol Burnett's show. In 1970, The Tim Conway Show managed only to last six episodes on CBS. He followed that up with The Tim Conway Comedy Hour, which only lasted nine episodes. But then he won his first Emmy Award, and things really began to turn around. Well, I've mentioned that he did a lot of improvising, and everybody he worked with says that kept them on their toes. When he was on The Carol Burnett Show, Conway played a number of recurring characters, including the oldest man. I love that character. And Mr. Tudball. As familiar as these characters were, one could never quite predict what they might do at any given time. In an interview with the Los Angeles Times, he admitted that though he performed the sketches as written during dress rehearsals, he ad-libbed them once cameras were rolling, garnering laughs even from his scene partners who had no idea what he might do next. I would save everything for the the on-the-air show. 
And if you go to YouTube, you can see this in evidence as he cracks up some of his fellow actors. Well, he's been on a ton of shows. We talked about that. Though Conway loomed large during the 50s and 60s, he continued to act steadily until 2016. He's appeared in some of the shows and films you know and love today. He's made guest appearances on such shows as Married with Children, Speed 2, and even 30 Rock. He's lended his voice to many animated shows, including SpongeBob SquarePants, where he voiced the Barnacle Boy. Number eight, he wasn't really a fan of contemporary comedy. In an interview with Bookish, a website where he was promoting his memoir, What's So Funny, My Hilarious Life, he admitted he was baffled by comedy of today. I find very few people funny nowadays, he said. I don't understand these young kids who go out and stand in front of people with the language they use. I don't approve of it at all. In my book, the punchline of a joke is never a swear word. There you have it. A few fun facts about one of mine and hopefully your favorite comedians, Tim Conway. In this week's good news story, it's some practical tips for all of us. You know, each and every day, we all have a chance to be a positive influence in somebody else's life. There are simple things that we can do each and every day to affect somebody's life in a positive way and to make their life a little bit better. And I've just put together a list of a few things that are very simple, don't take a ton of time that we can all do. So let me encourage you, maybe pause the podcast, grab a pen and a piece of paper or open the notepad on your computer or tablet or phone and write a few of these down. And when you have a few free minutes, try some of these. Number one, simply smile and be friendly. Sometimes a simple little thing like this can put a smile and a warm feeling in someone else's heart, and it might make their day a little bit better. They, in turn, might do the same for others. I'm especially fond of doing this, and I really want to be sure I don't toot my own horn here, but I've become really aware of folks in the service industry, cashiers, waiters, waitresses, folks at the gas station, and so on. What a tough time they have. And sometimes just a smile and a kind word can really make their day. Number two, call a charity and volunteer. It could be a soup kitchen. It could be an animal shelter. It might be a food pantry. It might be Big Brothers and Big Sisters or any one of hundreds of charities that are always looking for somebody to come and help. Find a charity that fits your passion and call and offer some time. Number three, donate something you don't use. Probably most of us have far more clothes than we wear, right? I've got a closet full of t-shirts and they're great t-shirts. I don't hardly wear them anymore. They would be better suited to give to somebody that could use them. Maybe you're one of those rare people that don't have things you don't wear. <laughs> Maybe you keep your closets cleaned out, unlike most of us. Maybe you've got a few extra bucks. Most charities have a way you can make a simple online donation to their cause. You can go online and use PayPal or something like that. You don't even have to leave the comfort of your own home. This is a great one. Redirect gifts. Instead of having people give you birthday or Christmas gifts, ask them to donate gifts to a certain charity. Number six. Now, this one takes a little bit more effort. Stop to help. The next time you see someone pulled over with a flat tire or somehow in need of help, stop and ask how you can help. Sometimes all they need is a push or maybe just to use a phone to call for help. Number seven, teach. Take the time to teach someone a skill you know. This could be teaching an elderly person to use email or teaching a child to ride a bicycle 
or teaching your coworker a computer skill. We all have things that we could teach one another. Number eight, comfort someone in grief. This is oh so important. Up next, buy food for a homeless person. Now, some people say cash is a bad idea. I'm of the opinion that if I give a gift in good faith, what they do with it is not my business. I have done something in good faith. But you may not feel comfortable with that, and I certainly understand that. Buy food for somebody. Up next, lend your ear. Often somebody is sad or depressed or angry or frustrated, and when they're like that, they just need someone to listen to them. Be a listening ear. Do a chore for somebody. Maybe your neighbors are elderly or infirm and have a hard time getting their trash can out to the street on trash day. It's a simple thing. Send a nice email. Again, something you don't even have to leave the comfort of your home to do. Just a quick note telling somebody how much you appreciate them. This is a tough one for me. Be patient. When you're trying to help somebody, simply be patient. I am not the most patient man in the world, and I recognize and admit to you all that this is something I need to work on. And last, create a care package and send to somebody. Maybe soup, books, magazines, tea, coffee, chocolate, anything you think a person might need or enjoy. And there doesn't have to be a reason for sending or giving a care package. Consider making a care package up for someone. There you have it, some concrete ways that you can help people have a better day today. As always, I so appreciate you spending a few moments out of your day with me. Thanks for your support. Over the past couple of years, I've been doing the Rick's Rambles podcast, and the easiest way to support the podcast is just share it on your social media. Let folks know what you're listening to, that you're getting a little dose of good news and fun facts once a week on Mondays. If you'd like to support financially, there's a couple of ways you can do that. First of all, I've partnered with a company called Follow that sells wildlife tracking bracelets, and I love these things. I've got one. My wife has got a couple. You can track a shark or a sea turtle or an elephant. A brand new one is a giraffe. And part of the proceeds do support the Rick's Rambles podcast. There will be a link in the show description where you can purchase your own bracelet or you can buy me a cup of coffee and I will put a link there also. As always, you are appreciated. Ah, the 1980s. What an interesting time in our history, right? Well, I stumbled upon this list this week of the biggest fads of the 1980s. How many of these do you remember? Up first, they call it Val Speak, Valley Girl Talk. Remember that? Kind of a mix of hippie and slang and a little bit of everything else. It gained national attention in 1982 when Frank Zappa and his daughter Moon Unit came out with the song Valley Girl, lampooning the fad. Up next, the Sony Walkman. Who remembers that? I certainly do. I had one of the first ones that came out. I've always been an adapter of early technology, and although it looks ancient today, this list calls it the iPod of its time, and it was. It was first introduced to the Japanese market in 1979 and then came to the United States about 1981. Used AA batteries, and they didn't last very long. I remember that I was so disappointed in the battery life of Walkmans. But being able to take music with you and not be in the car when you were out walking, hence the name The Walkman, 
was a game changer. Number eight, the Atari and other home video game systems. We no longer had to go to the arcade to play games. There was the Atari that came out first, and then the Intellivision, and then so many others followed in their footsteps. And of course, the home video game system is still going strong today. Number seven, oh my goodness, I remember this, Cabbage Patch. Who remembers Cabbage Patch Madness? It was crazy. It was a it was the must-have toy in 1983 when it came out. They are originally called Little People and actually were invented in the 1970s. But for some reason, they changed the name in 1983 to the Cabbage Patch Kids. And they were actual riots in shopping malls for people that wanted to get the latest thing for their children for Christmas. Number six, Drove Me Nuts and Still Does, the Rubik's Cube. I have never successfully solved a Rubik's Cube, and it's not for lack of trying. I spent in the day hours and hours and hours trying to solve a Rubik's Cube, and I just never could get it and never still have gotten it. I think that's going to be a record in my life that is unbroken. Number five, who remembers the Swatch? The watches. Oh my gosh, I remember the Swatch. Everybody including myself, had a Swatch. Number four is one that I didn't really think of as an 80s thing, but it certainly makes perfect sense as I read through the list. Hair metal bands. Hair metal was huge in the 1980s, wasn't it? And it's still huge today. And number three, at the opposite end of the list, who remembers preppies? That whole preppy craze in the 1980s. Number two, MTV. There's no denying the influence that MTV had on our society and on pop culture. And this list claims the number one fad of the 1980s is John Hughes movies. Well, I've only seen a couple of them, but I've really enjoyed them. I should probably watch some more. There you have it, 10 of the biggest fads of the 1980s. And it's time for our special days for this week. Today, Monday, July the 10th, it's National Kitten Day, and it's National Pina Colada Day. Tuesday the 11th is All-American Pet Photo Day. I would love to see photos of your pets. It's National Mojito Day, and it's National Cheer Up the Lonely Day. Wednesday the 12th is Etch-A-Sketch Day, National Eat Your Jello Day, National Pecan Pie Day, and it's Simplicity Day. Thursday the 13th is Barbershop Music Appreciation Day, National French Fry Day, and it's Beans and Franks Day. Friday the 14th is Bastille Day, National Mac and Cheese Day, and it's National Tape Measure Day. Saturday the 15th is Gummy Worms Day, it's I Love Horses Day, National Strawberry Rhubarb Wine Day, and National Orange Chicken Day. We'll wrap up the week on Sunday the 16th with Guinea Pig Appreciation Day, National Corn Fritter Day, National Ice Cream Day, and it's World Snake Day. I so appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day and listening to the Rick's Rambles podcast. If you don't mind, just take a second and share it on your social media and let folks know what you're listening to. And until next week, be kind to as many people as you can, as often as you can, and we'll start right now.